Hello, Ron. My guest today is Christine Petruta. She's the ex-director at BCG Digital Ventures, where she was responsible for new ventures and worked directly with Fortune 500 companies to conceive, ideate, build, and launch new companies or business lines. Previously, she became the CEO of All Time Power, a lead generation platform. So, Christine, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, great to be chatting with you today. It's, it's great to have you on the show. So tell us a little bit more about your journey and basically how you got to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. So my journey through entrepreneurship started from a very young age. I was the kid who wanted to start the lemonade stand and started the fake clothing store with all of my stuff and made my friends come and shop in it. So I was always had a deep-rooted interest in being an entrepreneur and was fortunate enough to have a lot of really interesting jobs along the way as well. I worked for Congress for a bit. I got to work in the Pentagon, worked for a top financial services firm in New York. But even when I was doing all of these um, positions internally, it was always kind of in the back of my mind that I wanted to start my own company. And then I started working for a healthcare startup, and it was around the time where a lot of the um, Affordable Care Act or ACA laws were being enacted in the U.S. And noticed a regulation in one of the portions of ACA that required physicians to use um, radiology decision support tools. At the time, about 24% of all radiology exams in the U.S. were not medically necessary, and that was adding a ton of cost to the system that just didn't need to be there. So as part of the ACA, they wanted to help to eliminate that and using decision support was one of the ways they sought to do it. And these tools were commonly used in big EMR systems already, but we noticed that for smaller physicians and smaller practices that they did not have these tools. So we set out to build one for them. Uh, that was when I first took the big plunge into entrepreneurship. And it was going really well until um, the actual regulation that our company was predicated on was canceled when the last administration in the United States was elected. So I will say that I learned more through starting and starting to build that company that I did in really any other job I've ever had. And that just fed my need to be an entrepreneur even more. So I then took a little break um, after closing the company down and was working. Which year? Like, which which year did you did you close it down? Just uh, so we started it in fifteen, and then we closed it. Uh, we wound it down fairly slowly. So, but it was officially closed by I think seventeen two thousand seventeen. Got it. Got yeah. it. So after that, I was consulting for a bit, got to work with some amazing big consumer brands to either help them start new business lines or completely rehaul all of their digital assets. And while working at BCG, was working with a client who wanted to start a business in the energy space. So um, while at BCG, I was leading a project to form this new business, and then I was fortunate enough to have the board of directors of our strategic partner asked me to come on and lead it full-time, which is what I'm doing now. Yeah. 
Got it. That sounds like an amazing journey. So I'm quite interested in, in, in what your new company does. So tell us a bit more what the company exactly does and basically how you make money. Sure. So All Time Power is in the distributed energy resource space. And we currently are building a network through lead generation for dealers, installers, and OEMs of distributed energy resources, which are home generators, solar, and home batteries, which is a growing market. And mm -hmm. through building this network, what we hope to do is help own owner, homeowners keep their power on at a lower cost to them and hopefully in a way that is um, based on you know, cleaner energy than they may be using otherwise, as well as helping utility and electrical co-ops um, better manage their grids, whether it be for emergency response needs, so when their grid goes down for some reason, or for demand response, so when there is too much demand for electricity that they um, it costs them more to produce it. And then if you, you employ home batteries or home generators and solar, you can actually lower the demand to the utility, both saving the homeowner as well as the utility money. Got it. Okay, that sounds super interesting. So you just said you gained a lot of experience, um, you know, when you started your first company. Can you tell us or tell the audience what are some of the best resources that have helped you along the way founding your first company and now jumping into basically your second company? Sure. So I can't stress networks as a resource enough. One of the best networks I've had is actually a fellowship program. It's called Startup Leadership Program. I believe they're in about 20 cities worldwide. It's a nonprofit organization. And what they do is help entrepreneurs. Um, you apply for the fellowship, you enter the program. And it's typically about 20 to 25 entrepreneurs that spend maybe eight to 10 hours together a month. Mm -hmm. And you're on a similar journey. So you're working through a lot of the common opportunities and issues and challenges that come up as you're on this entrepreneurial journey. And you're all doing it in very different types of companies. Uh, we had everyone from consumer-based companies, IoT companies, you know, um, enterprise software companies, tons of different diverse company backgrounds, but you're all on a very similar journey. So in terms of a resource, the individuals that I did that fellowship with, as well as the leaders of the program, have been some of the most valuable. It is a group of people who have experience in fundraising, who have experience in you know, dealing with legal issues, in dealing with um, sales and customer churn and best practices mm -hmm. and customer support. So having 20 people just at my fingertips who have developed really great relationships with over the years has just been absolutely um, invaluable to me. Yeah. So, so, so just for the, for the people who are listening, how can they find that, that program? What do they type into Google? Sure. So it's startup leadership program, and mm -hmm. that should actually get you straight to the site and the list of cities that it is in. Got it. Okay, cool. Thank, thank you so much. So besides people and besides that community, was there anything else that you, 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 you found valuable? Yeah, I think that the experience of hiring and building teams 
uh, both when I was working internally as well as when um, I've been building companies on my own um, and really leveraging people who are experienced in building those teams has been absolutely invaluable to me. It's not something that was what I would consider one of my you know, core skill sets or just one of those things that you're really good at. And whenever you can identify those things or those areas that you may need assistance in, you know, building up networks and resources around that always help. You know, there are, of course, so many you know, books, whether it be the more typical lean startup to books about negotiations that I find super helpful. I had a professor in business school. Um, his name is Christopher Voss. He was an ex-FBI hostage negotiator. Nego negotiator. <laughs> and he was teaching negotiations in business school. So a very different context of what you're negotiating about, but really interesting how he was able to apply many fundamental rules of negotiation to business situations. And they were the same rules that he was using in hostage situations. So his uh, book was also very helpful as well as his course for me because negotiations was another one of those things where I just didn't um, have that core skill set developed yet. Mm -hmm. Got it. So while we are just talking about people, who are three people except your family who have been most influential to you during your journey, can be business journey or also personal journey? Yeah, uh, great question, especially having to exclude the family. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, so a few different people. First, I was fortunate enough to have an executive coach um, I was working in financial services. I was leading a big group of people. And frankly, um, I was fairly early in my career and I was probably a bit in over my head. And I had a few things that I was doing that was just wrong. I probably wasn't as open or transparent in my communication as I should have been. And working with my executive coach, he had this amazing approach where he was able to understand the business side of things and the business pressure. I believe he was an ex-McKinsey consultant. But then he also had a PhD in psychology. So he was able to pull in some of the um, core kind of EQ as well as IQ skills mm. and help me through a time that was like really quite difficult. And I give him a lot of credit for helping to either keep or accelerate my career trajectory and not be bogged down in the current situation that I was in at the time. Yeah. I think that throughout my life, there have been a number of teachers and professors that definitely helped even as early as in elementary school and middle school at young ages, um, teachers that were able to recognize you know, intelligence and promise and push me. And I tend to be a bit of an introvert to get me out of my shell. It's one of those things that you never realize at the time. You never realize when you're 10 years old that this teacher that you have might yeah. just do a couple of really core things that will help you throughout your life. But looking back, um, there have definitely been several teachers throughout 
you know, whether it be elementary school, high school, college, business school that have helped me for sure. Yeah. And then I need a third. I think I would go with, I had a colleague um, when I was working in financial services who was always quite generous with his time and in particular in letting me just bounce every business idea I had in my head off of him. So we would go to lunch, but wouldn't actually eat lunch. We'd just go for long walks and he would just <laughs> help me work through all of these ideas. Um, very intelligent. And when he helped me, give me some perspective, help me see what might be great about some ideas, what might be not so great about certain ideas. And it was nice to get out of the context of day-to-day -day work and take that time with him to think about other things. When you're yeah. working internally somewhere and dedicated to it, it, it takes up a significant amount of your time. And the starting a business is, of course, as we all know, very difficult. So giving it the time that it needs is even more difficult when you have a full-time job. So yeah. I've always been very grateful for his support and even just listening to me as um, we were working together. Mm -hmm. Got it. So we just talked about skills and, and things that are important to become successful. What would you say was your core skill or your, your, your unique skill that has helped you to become successful? Mm, very good question. I think that my ability to quickly think through the impact of decisions has been one of the assets that has helped me the most in my career. We are faced with so many different decisions that we make in a day. And it's everything from what shoes to wear and do I put sugar in my coffee this morning to mm. you know, large strategic decisions for your business. And with most every decision that I make, I think I can quickly be able to see the trade-offs, uh, the positives yeah. and the negatives between them and quickly weigh them in a way that... Um, at least gives me confidence that the decision I'm making is going to be at a minimum directionally correct. Um, we all, and then on the flip side of that, there's another key set where because we're making all of these decisions all of the time, there's absolutely no way that anyone will always be 100% correct in that decision making. And yeah. realizing that is incredibly important. I always say, especially in early stage companies, probably 50% of the things we decide every single day are wrong. It's how you handle that and learn from it and move forward that's what's important. I see a ton of fellow entrepreneurs get really bogged down sometimes in those wrong decisions, um, but focusing on accounting for trade-offs and doing quick build measure learn cycles will save you every single time because there's absolutely no way we could always make the right decision. Yeah, that, that's a, actually a really, really good point. I, I love that. Um, is there currently a CEO or founder that you're following or studying? It's probably a fairly generic answer, but Warren Buffett said something in an interview, and it was fairly recently, maybe mm -hmm. two years ago or so at this point. But it really resonated with me um, 
specifically when it came to hiring and building teams, which is something that I've become super obsessed with lately. And what Warren Buffett said is he looks for three key things in everyone he hires. The first is intelligence, which I believe we all look for um, some sort mm -hmm. of subject matter expertise or baseline intelligence. And that was kind of a throwaway. But the next two were super interesting to me. He said the other two were energy and integrity. And it hit me because, you know, there's no guarantee of success. Success isn't automatic in any way. And if you have integrity and you're hiring people with integrity, it helps build teams that trust each other and allows you the space to make those mistakes that we were just mm -hmm. talking about and move forward and do that as a team. And even if you come from a diverse background, diverse skill sets, um, which I believe is very, very important, if you have yeah. that underlying integrity below it, you also have the ability to be more open, be more transparent in your communication um, because you're trusting the people that are around you. Um, so that's something that I've really internalized for when I'm hiring and building teams. And then energy is also super important. When you have small teams that you know, work in the office setups that we all tend to work in now where it's open and people are floating around and sometimes you're sitting on a couch and sometimes you're working, yeah. you know, more of an open environment, the energy of the people around you can have a great effect on you. True. If someone comes in and they didn't sleep the night before or they're um, in a terrible mood because of something else going into their life, that easily bleeds over into the rest of the team. And I would always rather have your best you know, 45 to 50 hours a week than an okay 60 to 65 hours a week. So totally having agree. that right energy that really um, keeps the team focused and moving forward and gets that optimal you know, 45 hours a week um, is something else that's really important to me. And I credit all of that circle back around to the actual question um, to that Warren Buffett quote. So it's actually um, led me to study Warren Buffett a little more as well as think through how it can be applied to team building, which is something I'm focused on right now. I love that. I love that. So we're just running out of time here, but I have four more questions. Question number <laughs> one, do you have any routines that you strictly follow on a day-to-day -day basis? Oh, interesting. Um, I always, whenever I answer this question, I always give the disclaimer that, um, you know, this question comes up a lot and some people take it as very prescriptive and mm -hmm. the best thing you can ever do is figure out what works best for you. But three things I do every single day, um, in terms of business, I look at a set of metrics and KPIs every single day, the same set, constantly monitoring and looking for changes. And that really informs a lot of my decision-making. Um, I also meditate every single day, which I find- Amazing super valuable. And I would say the third thing is that I keep two separate phones. I have a personal phone and a work phone. So I can actually physically lock the work phone up hmm, when I need a mental break. <laughs> Got it. Okay. How often do you do sports every week? Yeah, I think that's really important. Um, I tend to at least work out or go to the gym um, three or four times every week. I think that that's good. 
participating in team sports is also really important. Um, I climbed Kilimanjaro last year, and wow. that was a great congratulations thing to, to that. Um, it was really hard, but it was a really great thing to be focused on and to be training with a friend and setting goals. So um, I believe that physical exercise is a great outlet for all of us. Yeah, I mean, three to four times, it's great. Sometimes I hear people saying they don't do any sports, which is, you know, not that not that good. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you wish you would have started when you were 20 years old? Ooh. Wow, that's a tough one. So many things. Um, Give I us the, the top that, ones. Yeah, I really wish I would have started a, it's not even a business, just a network of female founders. It's something that is so important and valuable and no one was even thinking about until the last few years. And, you know, 20 years ago when I was 20, um, it would have been great to build that network early because it's such a good network. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So one more question. You're in a very interesting space and industry. Where do you think this industry will go in the next five years and then also in the next 30 years? Mm -hmm. So I think we are in um, the energy industry. We are lagging a little behind in innovation compared to other industries, but we are seeing that reliance on the traditional grids is becoming um, less important. And the amount of solar power, wind power and home battery power in the next five years is going to absolutely take off, especially in a home battery and home storage space for sure. And in the next 30 years, I would think we would see the utility industry really transforming. Um, where we have hopefully moved away from you know, fossil fuels, coal, possibly even natural gas, and more to wind and energy resources. Got it. Cool. Thank you so much for being on the show, Christine. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.